Welcome back, everyone. This is the Scoop and Score podcast. I'm your host with the most, Jacob Herbert, hoping you had the best Thanksgiving you've ever had. Uh, what a week of football, Thanksgiving games, college football, Friday and Saturday, uh, crazy games on Sunday. What more could you ask for? Uh, to talk about it, we've got Cole Reha on the phone. How's it going, Reha? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Great weekend. Oh, I know. It was a lot of good games. A lot of good action took place. Yeah, ne- never a dull moment. Uh, we've got a NBA offseason recap, uh, week 12 recap, and much more. Uh, let's get to it. Uh, first off for the week, um, it was a week 11 picks, right? Are we on week 11 or week 12? Uh, I think this was week 11. Next week will be 12, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, 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 we are on week, or this past week was week 12. Uh, oh. week 12 picks, um... We had, uh, well, Jack won in a landslide. Uh, he had uh, Chiefs when we had Tampa Bay. He had San Francisco, which was his uh, pick of the week over the Rams. We had Rams. Uh, he he kind of smoked us, Reha. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of upsets this week, I thought. Yeah. It wasn't a great time to be betting either, so. No, no, especially after that Eagles and Seahawks game last night. Oof. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was that was wild. Uh, but uh, Twink also won his pick of the week. He had Giants over Bengals, barely got that one. But I do. Uh, Jack told me to do a tie of the week last week. I just want to let people know how close it was. I said Browns and Jaguars. They were two points away from uh, tying it. Well, that, is, that was really close. Yeah, the uh, failed two-point conversion by the Jaguars would have tied it. Instead, Cleveland gets the win with the failed one. So, I mean, it, it was close. I I mean, that's probably the best I could have done. Yeah. Hey, can you pause quick? Sorry. Um, so, th- that's interesting. Uh, next up, we got sports news. Uh, we wanted to do an NBA uh, segment, basically, to uh, get all the action in because I mean there was a lot of action this NBA offseason uh, so let's get to it first off I wanted to start with the defending champs the Lakers uh, Reha they got Dennis Schroeder in a ch- in a trade for uh, Danny Green they signed Marcus Saul and uh, Montrell Harrell and, cl- and also uh, Wesley Matthews they re-signed KCP how do you think the Lakers did this offseason I thought they did pretty good you know they lost a lot of the pieces from last year you know this role players but mm-hmm. I think they did a good job addressing you know filling that roster again and you know it might even be a better team this coming next year yeah i mean uh their centers were uh javale mcgee and dwight howard they replaced them with mark gasol and montrell harrell which i think uh is an upgrade um wesley matthews kind of takes the spot and kcp both kind of uh work into that kind of avery bradley and um danny green type position kcp obviously was still on the team but uh, just more 3 and D guys around uh, LeBron James. And then Dennis Schroeder uh, for Danny Green. They didn't even have to include Kyle Kuzma. I think that's pretty pretty uh, good offseason if you're the Lakers. Yeah, I think that's huge. I think Schroeder's extremely underrated. Playing with someone like LeBron, you know, the sky's the limit for him. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, and then across town, uh, Clippers, uh, they get Serge Ibaka and re-sign uh, Marcus Morris, what did you think about the Clippers offseason? You know, I just can't believe they let Harold go. Um, I haven't heard too much more. I did hear that 
there's a possibility they could be moving on from Lou Williams, but I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens there. That'd be wild. I think they're trying to uh, something with they want the team to gel t- together better. They thought maybe Lou Williams is kind of hold them back, just the, his play style, you know. Yeah, not as uh, he's kind of an ISO guy, and yeah. yeah, I think they want more like you know, uh, just, they want them to gel together, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I guess that makes sense, but uh, ballsy move. Yeah, it would be. Uh, I'm going to list some uh, big-time moves, and you kind of give me your uh, thoughts about it. One is, uh, we might have talked about it on the show, but, I mean, it's one of the bigger moves, uh, CP3 to the Suns in that uh, trade. Yeah, I like that one. That's what the Suns needed was a, you know, solid point guard. I know they had Rubio last year, but how good is Rubio? You know, I think he's a good, you know, role player, but I don't think he's someone that they're going to plug in and make the playoffs with, you know. And I think Chris Paul could take that team to the next step, and they can maybe get in the playoffs this year. Yeah, yeah, that uh, eighth seed and um, seventh seed, it's definitely going to be a hot uh, race throughout the season, so they definitely made the right step to get through that. Uh, Gordon Hayward does a sign-in trade. Uh, he's headed towards the Hornets. Uh, what's kind of your thoughts about that? Uh, it pays him a lot of money. You know, I wasn't expecting him to get that much, but then I heard the Celtics and the Pacers both offered him over $100 million as well, which... You know, he's a good player, but I don't think he's worth that much money, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, is he ever going to lead a team to uh, a championship? Because, I mean, that's basically what you're looking for in uh, these kind of guys. Obviously, there's uh, exceptions, like Chris Middleton is that uh, second guy to Giannis, um, Paul George to Kawhi Leonard. Uh, stuff like yeah. that, but I don't know. If Gordon, Harris, yeah, I don't know if Gordon Hayward's um, a dude that can be the second option in a championship team. No. And then you got to look to a team like the Hornets. You know, they're never going to get a big-time star there, I don't think. So maybe they just had to go with Hayward, I guess. That was the closest thing they could get. Yeah. Yeah, unless they draft. Um, there's not going to be a lot of uh, big free agents going there. Uh, no. Drew Holiday to the Bucks. We've also might have discussed this one, but that's a big get for the Bucks. What do you think about that? And does that push them to uh, possibly contending? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's what they needed. Someone, a solid player like that who can be up as well. You know, really solid defender. Can distribute the ball well. It mm. could be what they are missing, but yeah. we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, uh, Steven Adams to the Pelicans, kind of uh, the Thunder unloading everything and getting picks, uh, going full rebuild. What did you think about Steven Adams heading to the Pelicans? A very young like team. That. Yeah, I like that fit a lot because you know, he's kind of more of a veteran player. He gets in the locker room with a bunch of young guys. And, you know, it's what they needed. Maybe he can uh, provide some mentorship to Jackson Hayes, too, who looks like he can have a promising career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it brings a, a level of toughness too. Steven Adams, one of the bigger dudes in the NBA, and kind of brings that uh, playoff mentality where Steven Adams has gone almost probably. Has he gone like every year? Yeah, he's got to. I think I can't remember the last time the Thunder missed. Yeah. Uh, Whiteside to the Kings. Um, obviously, they have a future with De'Aaron Fox. Uh, they have Buddy Heald. Uh, they just drafted Tyrese Halliburton, so Whiteside to the Kings kind of made sense, right? Yeah, I thought so. I mean, Whiteside's kind of a weird player because, like, 
with the number of rebounds he puts up every night, you thought he would have been more sought after, sought after than what he was. But I guess I don't really know. I guess he can't really shoot or do much of anything besides rebound and score in the low post. Yeah. And then uh, DeMarcus Cousins to the Rockets. Uh, obviously, that's a big signing for the Rockets because they're not going uh, small ball anymore. But is that something that can keep Harden and Russell Westbrook there? I, th- I think so. I mean, if Cousins comes out playing like he, like his, his prime Cousins, which I don't think he'll get back to that level, but even if he can just put up, you know, 15 a game, maybe 10 rebounds, that's huge. Because he's the type of player that can, you know, stretch the floor. You can dish it out to him and he can hit threes mm-hmm. you know and he can bang with the biggest guys in the NBA so I think that's a perfect fit for that team yeah and then uh, having uh, Christian Wood also went there correct mm-hmm. yeah I mean that's a pretty good uh, front court to uh, pair with it so yeah I don't know we'll see how the Rockets do because I'm sure they'll find a way to mess it up oh they always do I just hopefully new coaching helps but I did not like that offense they were running last year. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone thought it was going to work. They just, uh, they kind of got a bad deal running into the Lakers in the second round. They maybe could have gotten further if Lakers weren't on their side of the bracket, but hey, happens. Yeah. Uh, Big signings for uh, the Atlanta Hawks already filled with young talent with uh, John Collins and uh, Trey Young. They also get Danilo Gallinari, Bogdan Bogdanovic, Rajon Rondo, Chris Dunn. Uh, How do you think the Hawks did uh, in this offseason? I I think they had the highest graded offseason, in my opinion, especially drafting that forward center at USC, who's a pretty good prospect, too. Mm You know, I love what they did. I know Giannis was pissed that the that sign and trade with Bogdan didn't work out because he really wanted him. He likes his play style, so I think he's going to fit that Hawks team really well, especially Trey Young. You know, Gallinari's almost like the same type of player. He can knock down big shots, play down low. I just love what they're doing. Yeah, and it doesn't force uh, some of those young guys that were forced into action, like uh, Daniil Hunter, and uh, they have a Culver on their team, don't they? Uh, Cam Reddish, I think. Cam Reddish, yes, that's right. Yeah, out of Duke. Oh, Culver's another, on the Timberwolves. Yeah, another thing is they can they have so many different lineup options now with the personnel they have. Yeah, that's true. Gallinari can play the four. Bogdan can play two or three. Um, Chris Dunn is a one or a two. That's uh. Yeah, and then, then having like let's say you have Rondo and Trey Young on the court at the same time, like you just put Trey Young, you know, on a corner or something. That's huge. Yeah. You are right there. Uh, But, yeah, I do agree. Hawks did have a uh, great offseason, so I'm excited to see what they do. Hopefully they can uh, get into the playoffs and we can see some Trey Young in the playoffs. That would be exciting. Uh, Also, some big uh, deals that went down, uh, re-signing deals. De'Aaron Fox, Brandon Ingram, Bam Adebayo, and Donovan Mitchell get max deals. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I like all those signings. I was kind of – I didn't think De'Aaron Fox would – go for resigning with the Kings, but I'm glad he did, you know, just to keep kind of the talent dispersed. I don't like when all the good players get together, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kings haven't been good in a long time, but it's good to see that a, um, a franchise guy like that can stick with it. For sure. Uh, do you have any other uh, NBA news that you want to get to? 
none that I can think of, you know, it was just kind of an exciting week because everything happened so fast with the COVID situation, you know, you mm-hmm. had trades and you had the draft and then free agency started. It's just kind of like just a lot of stuff happening in one week. Yeah, it's like um, we went months during the quarantine that uh, we weren't getting any sports, and now it's just all coming at us at the same time. We got college basketball, college football, NFL, and NBA uh, playoffs went down, and now it's the off season. What it is happened tonight? Twenty one days, NBA starts back up again. It does, yeah. Who uh, who's your uh, early lock for the NBA championship this year? Well, if well, AD will resign to the Lakers, but I'm going to go Lakers for sure if AD does resign, which he will. Lakers in the West, and then Eastern Conference, that's tough. But right now, I'm going to have to go for the Nets if everyone's healthy. Mm, yeah, that's a good call, too. You like that team better with uh, without Harden on it? Yeah, without Harden, for sure. Okay. I think Durant and Kyrie can play together, but I think if they have Harden, it's just going to be... It's a shit fire. Like, it's going to be a dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to work out. Who do you got, though? Your early locks. Well, I'm also going to go Lakers. That's a little biased, but uh, now that you said it, it seems less. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I got a feeling that Bucks will definitely be there, at least in the conference championship. I'm not sure if I'm a firm believer in the Nets. Uh, I got to wait and see on that one. But also, I, I'm just a big fan of uh, the Celtics and what they're doing. And I think there's, like, so much talent on that team that it's hard not to think that uh, they'll be right up there with the Bucks. Yeah, I like that, actually. I Preferably, I'd want the Celtics to go. Mm-hmm. So I like what they've done. I like Kimba. But yeah, I do like that. Yeah, and, and then, too, like, I don't... They're going to have to incorporate those young guards with LaVert and uh, Dinwiddie, which I don't know how they'll do that with Kyrie, but they're yeah. going to want to be good. They're going to all have to gel together. Yeah. Um, but then also going back to the Celtics, uh, I think uh, Tatum and Brown are just going to keep getting better and better. So I think those two can definitely be a powerhouse in the Eastern Conference. Oh, agreed. I think those are both future superstars right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get to some NCAA news. College basketball has started. Uh, there's already been upsets over Kentucky, Villanova, and others. Uh, have you watched any college basketball? Uh, not much. Just a little bit. Trying to keep tabs on it, but I saw the Kentucky upset. I think last year they got upset by Evansville. Yeah, which Richmond's a way better team than Evansville was. So I'm not too worried about that, especially since Kentucky. Like every year, they bring in basically a whole new roster. I think they'll figure it out once the season goes along. No, that's a huge upset for Richmond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't watch a lot of uh, college basketball, but. Uh excited that it's back um we'll definitely be keeping better tabs on it but hey it's still football season right exactly and you know college football and nfl is so exciting right now it's hard to get in anything else really yeah true uh college football still going on uh, a lot of good uh matchups this past week um and it looks like we're getting closer to a conference championship weekend. Uh, how excited are you for that? I know you're a big Iowa State fan, so uh, last week had to feel good. Oh, it did. It's nice. I, I, you know, I hope we can come out focused. I know we're basically locked in, but I want to beat West Virginia too because I think it'd be cool to finish the Big 12 season, you know, at the top, number one. I know like, if we lose the Big 12 championship, we won't be number one. But just the fact we went through the whole regular season, number one team. 
it'll be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Not not something that uh, Iowa State sees, so uh, yeah, definitely excited for that. Uh, Iowa also beat Nebraska. Now, I was talking to you on Friday uh, during that game, and you were rooting for Nebraska, like rooting for Nebraska against uh, Iowa. Give me your thoughts about that. Well, you know, I've tried to be an Iowa fan for a long time. You know, when they're not playing the Cyclones, but. Mm-hmm. Iowa Twitter, it's just gotten to me over this last year. I think uh, another co-host, Joe Crosstech, could agree. It's just getting harder and harder to root for them. Yeah, I, I feel you. They they do put stuff out there. so They do, and it, if you look at Iowa Twitter, you look at Iowa State Twitter. All I see is Iowa Twitter bashing Iowa State. I don't see any Iowa State. I mean, I know what happens, but you know, if they knock that off, you know, maybe I'll root for the Hawks once in a while here. Yeah. <laughs> fair fair enough uh, also uh, we got some boxing news Jake Paul knocks out Nate Robinson Mike Tyson and Roy, Roy Jones Jr. ends in the draw uh, I know you watched those fights uh, what did you think about them uh, it was cool to see I mean it was exciting for me I don't know like if the quality of fights was exciting mm-hmm. but just seeing like Mike Tyson back in the ring you know I thought I'd never get a witness that in my life you know, just as young as I am. And then, uh, really sucks Nate Robinson got knocked out by that douche. <laughs> uh, that was tough. Yeah, I mean, uh, Nate Robinson came out looking like a crazy person just attacking him. And Jake Paul, uh, let's just say uh, he might not be a better athlete, but he's a better boxer right now. Yeah, I mean, Jake, he's been training for that for the last, what, two years, too. Mm-hmm. I mean... And he probably has, you know, the money he has. He's probably has excellent coaches and excellent training. So I guess it makes sense, but I still like to see someone get in there and KO his dumbass. <laughs> I feel you. Uh, and then, yeah, I agree with you. I didn't think I'd see Mike Tyson fight again. Uh, he looked pretty good, made it through all uh, eight rounds. Um, he, he kept throwing uh, hammers. Uh, how sore do you think Roy Jones Jr. Uh, torso was? Oh, I bet he's sore for next year. Yeah. Both of those guys, really. You, he, he took some shots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you think Mike Tyson's going to fight again? Well, I saw today Evander Holyfield called him out big time. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I think Holyfield's a guy who was fighting MMA for a while, like recently. Mm-hmm. And apparently Holyfield wanted to fight Tyson the whole time, but Tyson wouldn't do it. That's what Holyfield said. So I guess we'll see what happens there. Yeah, that's weird. I, I, That'd be cool to see. That's like two legends. I'm pretty sure they fought before, haven't they? Yeah, uh, Vander Holyfield's the one that got his ear bitten off. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what I thought, but I wasn't completely sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would definitely pay to see that. Yeah, you should look up a picture of Holyfield. Like, pretty sure he's like ripped right now. Ooh, I might have to do that after the pod. Yeah. Uh, then some NFL news. Uh, Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn fired from the Detroit Lions. What's kind of your thoughts about that? Thank God. I feel bad for Matt Stafford, all those Lions fans. I mean, coming in, you know, maybe I thought it was an all right hire. I thought Patricia did a good job in New England. But yeah. after that first year, I'm like, no, there's no way he's the guy. I mean, second year. Especially, yeah. like, the players. You tell the players didn't like him. Yeah, he lost that locker room pretty quick, and there was no coming back from that. No, and all those tweets that came out, too, after he got fired by the players, like, basically celebrating about it, that just shows that 
they made the right move. Yeah, that's not a good look. Maybe he'll go back to the Patriots. Yeah, I don't. I see him getting a job right away. So, you know, maybe a position coach on the defensive side of the ball or a D coordinator or something. Oh, for sure. He's definitely going to get a job soon. Just uh, yeah, depends where. Probably going to be like a veteran head coach. Yeah, or someone like that was in the Patriots organization somewhere. Maybe he gets on their staff. Or Is he headed to uh, Miami? You know, I like what Miami's doing. I don't think I want someone like Patricia coming down there and possibly ruining it. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a terrible call. I don't I don't blame you on that one. Maybe he's headed to uh, Texans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Patriots and uh, Texans have uh, had that connection, mostly with uh, Bill O'Brien there. But... Uh, Hey, their defense needs help, and maybe Matt Patricia is the one that's going to do it. Maybe they should hire him as GM and head coach, like Bill O'Brien. Yeah, that worked out so well the first time. Yeah. Hey, who do you think uh, Lions are going to target for their head coach? I honestly have no idea. I know you sent me that tweet, and uh, we were talking about maybe uh, Jeff Fisher, but uh, I saw, uh, was it Richard Sherman that said that Robert Sala should get that job? Yeah, I saw that, and then I saw uh, the enemy, obviously, which he's going to be on the top of everyone's list, mm-hmm. and then I saw Joe Brady, possibly, which he'd be crazy on to be a head coach. Yeah. And I, then I saw Urban Meyer, which I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't see that one, um, but uh, Robert Sala going there, that'd be an instant spark to the locker room. I know he's a big players coach, and everyone loves him and stuff, but yeah, I w- Joe Brady would be, uh, I think, maybe a little bit premature uh, to pull the yeah. deal on him. But Eric the Enemy would be a good one. Uh, what was the other one you said? Um, trying to think. Maybe that was all that you said. Yeah, I think that was the list. Okay. Uh, but then also, uh, Jaguars GM gets fired, uh, Caldwell, uh, but not uh, Doug Marone. What did you think about that? Yeah, that was kind of weird, but I'm assuming once they hire the new GM, Marone's out. Yeah, I mean, how how many times can Marone survive? I know, especially like with the success he's had, then you saw the downfall of the whole team after that playoff run they went on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, I don't know what the... I mean, I guess it makes sense to keep the head coach, um, just make it a consistent locker room till the end of the season, but yeah, Marone's got to be done after this year, right? Yeah, I think, especially if they draft a quarterback. I bet they're going to want to get some young offensive mind in there with probably Lawrence. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Also, some uh, news, Ravens and Steelers postponed again to Wednesday night. Uh, Is this thing going to be played, Reha? I think so, but it's kind of shitty how they handled that situation, I think. They should have just... I don't know if cancel it initially or what they would have done, but yeah, it kind of seems like it's messing everything up to me. Oh, for sure. They uh, they said that uh, once the Ravens players got like tested for COVID, they knew they had it, stuff like that. Um, originally, the NFL plan is to quarantine for like ten days, you know, before you can return to the team. Well, if they would have done that, like just um, the team as a whole. Uh, those 10 days, they would have been playing, I think, Monday night, or maybe it was uh, two night, like Tuesday. Oh, yeah, that would have been a lot better. 
Yeah, and then I, you're like, the whole entire team's good to go. But no, they prolonged it. There was more uh, outbreaks, and then, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, it's shitty because that happens. Then you got the Broncos situation. No, if they're making the Broncos play. Yeah. I don't know what to think about it. I mean, obviously, uh, Broncos and Saints isn't as intriguing as Steelers and Ravens, but who knows what the NFL's thinking on this one. Yeah, it's... You know, it's weird times. It's hard to go about it. Yeah. Uh, Will Fuller and Bradley Roby suspended uh, six games for uh, performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, What did you think about those uh, two getting suspended? That sucks. I mean, Will Fuller's (laughs) having a career year. He's going to be a free agent next year, which he's still going to get, I think, a fairly big deal. I know he has an injury history. But, you know, I like how Fuller came out and basically said, you know, this is what happened. I own up to it. Let's yeah. Move on from it. Yeah, he uh, kind of controlled his story. Uh, came out before um, anyone really even knew about it. So you got to give him props on that. But yeah, he is having a career year. He is going to make money. Uh, yeah, he's having a hell of a year. Yeah, kinda... I hope. I hope he resigns to the Texans. <laughs> yeah, Watson needs some uh, targets. Uh, yeah, they're fun to watch. Like when they're clicking together, that's fun to watch. I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, Let, let's just hope that Watson can get some coaching. Uh, maybe get another target in there because uh, he needs all the help he can get. Yeah, definitely. The, the way uh, Bill O'Brien kind of ruined that team. Oh my gosh, they could have been so much better at this point, but he screwed a lot of things up. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other uh, news that you want to talk about? Um, none that I can think of right now. All right. You want to get into uh, some Week 12 recapping after the break? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. Stay tuned, everyone. All right. And we're back. We are doing some Week 12 recapping. Uh, yeah. Let's get to uh, the Thanksgiving games, Rhea. Hell yeah. Uh, first off, we got Houston Texans beating Detroit 41-25. to uh, Watson had four touchdowns. Adrian Peterson had two touchdowns. Basically, this is the game that got Matt Patricia fired. Uh, what did you see um, from both the Texans and the Lions? And uh, maybe what was the last straw of Matt Patricia's uh, job? Well, the Lions, they're obviously pretty banged up, but there's no excuse for what they let Deshaun Watson do to them. Mm-hmm. He was basically doing whatever the hell he wanted. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That It's time for Patricia Fire. I'm glad that was what made him do it. It's kind of funny, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but you're right. Watson looked good. Uh, the Texans under uh, Romeo Cromel, right? Yes. Yep, Romeo Cromel. Um, they've looked uh, pretty good since uh, he took over. Is is he a guy that uh, maybe they're thinking about not having as the intern, but the full head coach? Um, he's doing well, but like I read a deal that basically said he's probably he's ready, you know, just kind of retire from the game. I think because he's older. He's been a head coach before. I think with Cleveland, maybe mm-hmm. didn't have much success there. But yeah, I heard a deal like he might be looking more towards you know kind of getting out of football in the future here. Yeah, I mean, he's the oldest uh, head coach in history, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, it's not a uh, very good long-term plan, so 
good for him for doing a good job, but I don't think uh, he's the solution to what the Texans want to do. No, I mean, if he wins a couple more games, you know, he's going to go out feeling pretty good about his career, I think. Yeah, definitely. Turning around uh, the organization, making it uh, better for whoever comes in. I'm guessing that's probably his goal for right now. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, also, another Thanksgiving game, we had uh, Washington uh, kicking the shit out of the Dallas Cowboys, 41-16. to um, Cowboys got smacked. Uh, they got ran all over by Antonio Gibson. He had three touchdowns. Uh, Andy Dalton really couldn't get anything going. Washington's defense looked pretty good. Uh, what did you think about this game? Well, I know the Cowboys just hired McCarthy, but I think they maybe should think about making a move, even on such short notice. I know, like, they can't help Dak being out, but good Lord, they look terrible. Yeah, do you think he's already kind of lost the locker room? I would think so, personally, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you uh, mentioned Dak Prescott getting hurt. Obviously, they've had uh, offensive line injuries with, like, Tyron Smith. Um, Zach Martin keeps getting hurt. Um, I don't know. It's a hard team to – I mean, it's hard for them because, I mean, they're losing these key players. Leighton Vanderesh has uh, missed quite a few games too. Uh, he's a key part of that defense. But, I mean, th- some of the time it's looked like they're not even putting up a fight. No, I, it seems that way. And, like, with how they structured all these contracts, they have really no room to change up the team at all. You're paying Zeke that much, Amari that much. You're going to have to pay Dak. Yeah. I don't know. It's just tough. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You got anything else to say about the Thanksgiving games, or else we'll go to uh, Sunday slate of games? No, I think we pretty much covered it. It was. Texans were fun to watch, I thought, but found it. Yeah, I mean, they weren't uh, super competitive games. Uh, the Detroit Texans game uh, looked closer than it was. Uh, Stafford got a uh, garbage time touchdown, so. It was two blowouts, basically. Yep. Uh, Sunday slate of games. Uh, first up, we got uh, Falcons um, also kicking the shit out of the Raiders, forty-three to six. I mean, they rolled them. They. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. The Raiders looked like shit. And yeah, that was bad. I, the Raiders should not have looked that bad. I don't know what the deal was there. Yeah, coming off a couple games where they were super competitive or winning, um, they were six and four coming into the day. Um, I don't know what happened, but is this Raiders team a playoff team? No. See, you know how I feel about the Raiders. And last week I was like, you know what? Maybe I've been hard on them, whatever. And they do this shit. Just make me look dumb. Yeah, I. I, I my guns on them. Yeah. Uh, I, I still don't know. I mean, they have um, pretty good pieces. I, maybe it's just another kind of a growing year for them. Yeah, I'll still say off going off last episode, uh, they were probably a year or two away, I'd say. Yeah. Do you think Carr's the guy that's going to make the Raiders um, maybe a championship contender? I wouldn't say championship but I don't think they can really get anyone better than him unless they have, you know, one of the top five pick or something, you know? Yeah, and that's not going to happen this year. No. Yeah, I, I feel you. Uh, but what about the Falcons? They've really turned it around since uh, the Dan Quinn firing. 
yeah, they have. And, you know, their starting running back is out, but those two backs, Smith and Hill, filled in for them. They did pretty good, I thought. And Julio was out. Oh, yeah, that too. That's a, yeah. Yeah, I mean. I don't know, who is that intern there? Is it uh, Raheem Morris? Yep. Maybe he's throwing his name in the half of that job. Yeah, definitely. I think he's a younger guy, too, if I'm right. Yeah, was he a head coach somewhere before? See, his name sounds very familiar. I just don't know. I don't know. I couldn't remember for sure. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, this one was a shocker to me. Uh, I think we all expected Las Vegas to win, so I don't know. Uh, Next game up, we got Buffalo beating the Chargers 27-17. This was a very sloppy win. Chargers can't close again. Uh, what's kind of your thoughts about this game? Bills didn't look good. You know. Yeah. It was sloppy. Uh, I don't know. I thought the Chargers were going to come back and win it, but they just couldn't figure it out. Yeah, and uh, some questionable calls by Anthony Lynn um, didn't help the young rookie. Uh, is Anthony Lynn on the hot seat with all these um, close losses? Because, I mean, like, the talent on that team is good, and I think that's what's keeping them in games, making them one possession and stuff. But, I mean, it goes down to coaching probably for these close losses. Am I wrong in that? No, you're not, especially when you're running the ball with no timeouts on the goal line with 20 seconds left. And, like, okay, yeah, they ran the ball, um, no timeouts. Then uh, they clock it, and then... Justin Herbert does a QB sneak while all the offensive linemen are pass protecting. Yeah, they're not... I know Herbert's young, but there has to be a communication error there. You know, I think... I don't think they'll fire Lynn just because they have a young team or young quarterback, but he's not doing well. He's not helping his cause. Yeah, and they picked uh, Anthony Lynn over Philip Rivers. Ultimately... Uh, ultimately a good decision because they got Justin Herbert. But maybe just both of those pieces aren't what the Chargers need. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards, too. Like, okay, get rid of Phillip Rivers, Anthony Lynn's your guy. But if, the if like, the losses and the close wins keep happening, which was happening with Phillip Rivers, you got to point the coaching. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you there. I mean, you can't have that many close losses. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got the Giants beating Cincinnati, nineteen to seventeen. Giants survived despite no Burrow, but Daniel Jones gets hurt, uh, hamstring. Uh, they lead the NFC East, but um, if Daniel Jones' hamstring is serious, uh, what do you kind of think about it? I mean, if he's out, Colt McCoy, which I didn't know Colt McCoy was still even in the league. Yeah. He comes in and he did not look good. No, he did not. I don't think they won't hold on to that lead. McCoy's a starter for two or three weeks, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it sucks because Daniel Jones uh, was starting to play better football than when he started the year. Uh, Giants were uh, playing pretty well. I I was kind of rooting for them for the NFC East, but now I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the Giants' offensive line looks really good Mm -hmm. lately, which is surprising. Their defense has been pretty good I thought and they got a uh, what the hell's his name from Alabama the safety it was his first game back oh uh, Xavier McKinney yeah it was his first game back you know so that was a they're probably excited about that yeah pairing him with Jabril Peppers yeah I 
I would say my who I want to win that division is probably Washington at this moment. Yeah, it's hard not to root for Washington. A lot of I just like Alex Smith playing well and that young running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you. But yeah, I don't think we need to touch up on Cincinnati because without Burrow, I don't see much for this season. No, it was kind of another game that was kind of hard to watch. Yeah. Um, Tennessee uh, beats the Colts handedly but, uh, for 26. Um, they take the lead in the AFC South. Uh, Henry and A.J. Brown dominate. Uh, you're a Colts fan. Uh, try and give us give it to us straight. Um Reha. Uh, well, they won the line of scrimmage. They kicked the shit out of us. Uh, I'm not making excuses, but it hurt having uh, Danico Autry and Force Buckner out. Those are our two D tackles. Mm-hmm. That showed like their that defense. If Buckner's out, it's not going to play as well as they've been on the year. Uh, Henry dominated though. That's all I can say about that. Yeah, and uh, you had a left tackle that went out. Um... I yeah, mean, it, it just out. we had a our center is out, Ryan Kelly. Oh yeah, that's not great either. Those are two high paid guys. Yeah, Taylor is out, which he hasn't done much this year, but I mean he's still starting back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just wasn't the Colts day today, or I'm sorry, Sunday. No, especially coming off a big win against Green Bay. You know, I was pretty excited. But... Yeah, do you still uh, think that the Colts can win the AFC South? Uh, I think they'll get in on a wild card if I was a betting man. I saw like a uh, thing. Uh, I can't remember what um, show it was, but uh, the headline was "Are Colts in danger of losing a wild card spot?" I was like, "Oh, they're still seven and four. Like, you got them, the Ravens, and uh, oh, I guess now it's probably between uh, the Browns and uh, Dolphins for that last wild card spot. I guess maybe they are in trouble." Yeah, it's close. I mean, they're down bottom team on the wild card, second to last. Wow, that is a tight race. Yeah. Hey, have you seen the uh, AFC's records compared to NFC this year? Uh, well, I mean, I, I've seen kind of, uh, well, just talking about those teams that are projected to make the wild card spot, and then I know, like, uh, uh, the Bears and Vikings and 49ers are still in the hunt for that uh, last wild card spot. So, I mean... Not the same caliber of teams. I know. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. I know the NFC probably beats up on each other, especially the NFC West, just because there's so many good teams. But still, that kind of surprised me seeing that. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's always kind of been that the NFC has more more uh, solid teams than the AFC. Usually the AFC has uh, two or three powerhouses and then a couple... uh, go in, but I mean, AFC is looking good this year. They are. I'd say so too. Yeah, I mean, Chiefs have 10 wins, uh, Pittsburgh's undefeated, uh, Ravens are in a wild card spot along with uh, the Colts, uh, Bills are looking good. I mean, there is a lot of uh, and then obviously Tennessee uh, is playing really well at 8-3, so a lot could happen in those playoff spots. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the AFC North, that's a pretty good division. Although the Browns have only beat, like, one team over 500, I think. Those Colts. But I just want them to get in. Oh, I do, too. I hope they do. Yeah, I mean, it's their time, right? Has to be. 
has to be. Uh, next up, we got Minnesota uh, beating Carolina 28-27. Last second touchdown saves Vikings by uh, Chad Beebe. Uh, Cousins come in the clutch. Uh, what did you think about this game? And uh, is Minnesota kind of a wild, or kind of an underdog to get that last uh, NFC wildcard spot? They could be. I like the way they're playing right now. I wish they'd uh, not keep their game so close. But that was another fun game to watch. Um, you know, I thought Joey Slavison hit that field goal to win the game, personally. Mm-hmm. I know he pulled it, but... That was a fun game to watch. It was cool to see Chad Beebe get his first touchdown after muffing that punt. Yeah. That almost should have lost him the game, basically. Redemption. Mm-hmm. It's cool to see that. Mm-hmm. Jefferson obviously had a big game, too. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be the NFC Rookie of the Year, right? I would think so. Uh, maybe Antonio Gibson's getting up there. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be between those two. That I think Herbert's locked it up. AFC. Yeah, yeah, you are right on that one. Uh, but, I mean, James Robinson playing some good football, though. Yeah, he is. He might have been the steal of the draft, if you ask me. For sure. We'll uh, talk about him uh, here pretty soon with the Jacksonville Jaguars. But, yeah, uh, Minnesota moves to 5-6. and six. Uh, Carolina falls to 4-8. and eight. Uh, I'm, I'm actually really thinking that Vikings could uh, pull it together and get a playoff spot. So, we'll see on that. Uh, next up, we got New England beating Arizona 20-17. to uh, Pats get another upset win. Uh, they stay alive for a playoff spot. Uh, what did you kind of think about this game? No, Kyler Murray did not play well. No, he did not. I know uh, there's talks of him having that injured shoulder, but I mean, I could see it because he didn't play the same way he's been playing all year. I don't know if that's hindering his performance or what. If the Patriots just game plan that well for him, yeah, I don't so know. They shut uh, Hawkins down too. I mean, I know he had five catches, fifty some yards, but not the same Hawkins we've been seeing all year. Hey, he's getting uh, guarded by the Defensive Player of the Year, so that is true. Raining, I guess he's not going to get it this year. But yeah, Arizona struggled offensively. Uh, they're kind of losing momentum. They're now six and five. Uh, I don't know. We, I mean, this was both of our kind of uh, surprise team to make the playoffs that didn't last year. Um, do you still feel good about them? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I think 49ers are going to start pushing them. Yeah. That's tough, especially if Murray is hurt. That's, I think it's his throwing shoulder that's hurt, from what I've heard. Maybe they just need to set them out a game. Hopefully they have a game against... Oh, they've already played the Jets, so I don't know. I know. That's the thing that worries me. Like If he is that hurt, I don't want them to make him keep playing. You know, Maybe screw it up even more for the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, Miami beat the Jets 20-3. Uh, Fitzpatrick gets a win over the shitty Jets. Uh, Darnold can't do much. I mean, do you have anything to add to this game? Jets are going to be Jets. That's all i got to say. Yeah. It does this. I mean, obviously it's the Jets, but does this uh, raise more QB controversy between Tua and Fitzmagic? Um, I, Fitzmagic played pretty well. I would say so. He kind of... I love Flores, and I think he's my favorite like up-and-coming coach here, but he kind of put himself in a tricky situation. 
Yeah, and I mean, we did learn that uh, Tua did get pulled for an injury. Apparently, it's his thumb, right? Yep, yep, that's what I saw. Yeah, so I mean, he did get pulled for injury. Uh, if he does come back healthy, Flores is going to have to make a decision on what's best for now and then uh, the future. I don't know what I would do, honestly. Yeah, I don't either, because it's not like Tua put up crazy numbers. It was awesome, but it's also not like he did bad either. You know, he did pretty good. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, I just don't know. Maybe you probably got to go with Tua, right? I would think just for his overall morale, but if he is going to, like, I wouldn't throw Tua back in and then bench him again, you know. Mm-hmm. I keep, if he's going to make a decision, I just keep Fitzpatrick playing right now and then play it off like Tua's still hurt. Yeah, definitely. Um, next up, we got Cleveland beating Jacksonville 27-25. to uh, Brown survived. Mike Glennon comeback. James Robinson got a uh, last couple minutes. He got a touchdown. They failed two-point conversion. Lose by two. Uh, Jays continue to fight, but Cleveland uh, improves to 8-3. and three. What do you think about the two teams? Well, I don't know why Jacksonville's trying to win games when they obviously need a quarterback, you know? Yeah. I think the Jets pretty much locked up number one spot, but Glennon surprised me. I wasn't expecting him to come play. I know he didn't play great, but as well as he did, I guess, I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. And yeah. then uh, Cleveland, they had a lot of pieces out. I know Miles Garrett was out. They lost their starting safety, which hurts. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Cleveland has won a lot of games against uh, plus 500 teams, but... Uh, I mean, they're winning close ones, and uh, with the recipe, they could continue to keep doing that. Yeah, I mean, that two-headed monster they have in running backs probably the best backfield in the league right now. Oh, for sure. I don't know. Two teams that I'm still going to watch uh, closely because uh, I like what Cleveland's doing, and uh, Jacksonville just intrigues me, and uh, we're going to keep seeing them fight. I, I, I like the roster and how they're uh, – kind of fighting for these games so I mean that's a good sign yeah for sure I do like that roster too I mean I think they're set up for the future mm-hmm. uh, next up we got New Orleans beating Denver 31-3 to Hinton uh, could not lead an offense to compete uh, he was like 1 of 9 with 2 picks uh, you kind of felt for the guy having no practices or anything like that. Uh, but Taysom Hill gets another Saints win. Uh, can you talk about uh, those two quarterbacks and um, and their teams? Well, so I'll start with Hinton coming in off the practice squad as a receiver. He was put in the most unfair situation ever, and I thought, I thought he did great for the situation. I know his numbers were not good at all, but, I mean, he, he found out Saturday afternoon he's going to play quarterback. Yeah, what are you supposed to do? Exactly. I mean, he had a walk. He hasn't played quarterback since he was a sophomore in college. Mm-hmm. And that's a tough situation. Um, good for him, you know. First NFL game ever put in the toughest situation probably in NFL history. <laughs> One of them. Yeah, and that Saints defense is uh, not something that you can just have a day of walkthrough and then compete against. No, Saints defense has been phenomenal. His last few games. And then Taysom Hill, I know he's won yet, what, two games now? But Yeah. Jameis has got to be standing on the sidelines like, what the fuck, watching these two quarterbacks play? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to see Winston go out there and, like, open it up. I know. I, I love Taysom Hill. I love his, like, style, but I feel like Jameis could possibly strive in that offense. Yeah, I mean, uh, great great weapons, uh, really good running game, a defense uh, he can rely on. I don't know why Sean Payton isn't at least giving him a shot. I mean, that's what you signed him for. Oh, I know. I mean, they could still have Hill play half the game if they want and do the runs and shit out of shotgun, but... Yeah, they won by 28 points. Give Winston a, a drive. I know. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Um, next up, we got uh, 49ers winning against the Rams, 23-20. to Robbie Gould gets a field goal, uh, keeps San Francisco playoff hunt. Um, Rams offense looks inconsistent once again. Um, what did you think about these two NFC West teams? I bet Twink loved it, seeing old Robbie. Oh, he loves his former Bears. He does. But, you know, it was a pretty good game. It really surprised me, honestly. I thought the Rams would... Not handle them, but win by at least two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, 49ers are finally getting healthy. Um, I mean, you you are right with uh, Arizona. 49ers could make that playoff push and kind of kick them out of there. Yeah, I think so, too. And then 49ers, their rookies are playing pretty well, which is a good sign for their future. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, younger guys like Debo Samuel came back. He played good. Um, yeah, it's going to be uh, fun to watch, and I mean, not that I'm a big fan of San Francisco, but uh, with how many injuries they had early in the season, you're kind of like, wow, they're five and six. It'd be pretty cool if they made it. Yeah, yeah, they were put in kind of an unfair situation this year with all those injuries. Mm-hmm. But you know, they're catching fire at the right time. Yeah. Uh, game of the week: uh, Kansas City beats Tampa Bay 27-24. Uh, Hill and Mahomes got a big lead to start off. Uh, Tyre Hill just dominated. Uh, Brady's comeback falls short. Um, well, one, what did you think about Tyreek Hill and Mahomes, uh, mostly in that first quarter? That was incredible. I felt bad for Carlson Davis because he's a good player, but he got picked apart. Well, and how is there no safety over top probably after that first touchdown? Well, that's the thing. There's a couple plays where Winfield, Winfield's a great player, might be a rookie of the year, but... He, he kind of needs to figure out where he's supposed to be. Because there's times where he was supposed to be over top and wasn't. There was late to it. Yeah, and he likes to play near like the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that's just part of being a young safety, though, I think. Yeah. But to me, that game felt like the Chiefs won by way more than they did. I don't know if it's just because of that big first quarter or what. Oh, yeah, definitely. It looked like uh, Tampa Bay was about to get blown out. Brady and Mike Evans connects for a couple touchdowns. Um, had a chance to tie it up or take the lead, but um, Brady throws another pick. Uh, are you worried about Tampa Bay and also Tom Brady? I'm worried about Tom Brady and Bruce Arians' relationship. Dude, I mean, I'm not, like, obviously I'm a Patriots fan, and uh, I got some love in my heart for Tom Brady, but just the shit that Bruce Arians keeps putting out there like, oh, Tom Brady calls the offense. Uh, well, you're saying that week 12 after uh, another loss. Like, I don't know. Yeah. He, he is not helping that relationship at all. Well, they pointed out, like, so Arian's system, basically, once Brady gets a snap, he has to read everything. Mm-hmm. And Brady's used to, like, so let's say he gets a snap, he sees a certain 
uh, defensive scheme. So, like, there's twice, I think, where Evans was running a route, but Brady wanted him to basically hot route it. So Brady would throw it, and then him and Evans just were on the same page of what Brady wanted to do based on what the defense was running. Yeah. And that was basically, I think one of those was a pick, and then the other one was, like, on a third down or something. So basically those two mistakes there pretty much cost him the game, I guess I'd say. Yeah. But I'm just part of Arians' offense. Like, I think it's hard to process as a quarterback. Yeah, but what do you think about Bruce Arians' like comments towards Tom Brady? I don't like him, but I think if anyone can handle it, it's Brady. Yeah, I mean... But yeah. I don't like how Arians is putting the blame on him, you know, because it starts with him. Yeah, say what you will about uh, Bill Belichick and how hard he is. He never like publicly just criticized Tom Brady after every loss. No, not at all. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. What felt like uh, they were on a roll, their defense was cooking, looked like uh, Tom Brady had all the weapons he wants, now looks like it could be definitely a problem. Yeah, and then, I don't know, with the full Antonio Brown thing, he hasn't really done much at all. No, he, I mean, he's, he's not helping them win. Um, who knows if they'll be there very much longer. Surprisingly, though, he's not that big of a distraction from what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's probably uh, kept under wraps with uh, him living in Tom Brady's home, so. Yeah, you know, I just figured the media was going to just make a big deal about it every day, but I really haven't heard much at all. Yeah, I mean, good for Antonio Brown. For sure. Ho- hopefully uh, he's right in the head and uh, he can go back to dominating, but I don't know if he'll be with the Bucks. Yeah. Hey, big day for Gronk, though. Yeah, he. I mean, he played well. It looks like uh, he's back in the football shape. Gronk and then uh, Ronald Jones look good again, too. Yeah, has he uh, claimed that running back one spot? I would think so. I mean, I think he's outplayed Fournette, from what I can tell. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, it's probably become clear by now. Uh, Leonard Fournette still might be like the pass catcher, but Ronald Jones definitely should get those uh, early down looks. Yeah, you know, he's finally started developing as a player. They drafted him to be, he's pretty explosive and starting to find holes, you know, and make good reads. And he's a home run hitter. It's exciting to watch. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of like a LeGarrette Blunt type. Obviously, he's a little bit more um, diverse than LeGarrette Blunt, but I mean, just kind of um, his build. And uh, I mean, LeGarrette Blunt could still make plays too, so. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, Sunday night football. Packers beat Bears forty-one to twenty-five. Uh, this one with the score also uh, is misleading because the Packers did whatever they wanted against that Bears defense. Uh, Rodgers has four touchdowns, uh, keeps the pack rolling. Um, offense didn't look good under Mitch. Defense, I mean, the defense was horrific in that first half. Uh, what What was your thoughts about Sunday night football? Oh, Rogers had a field day. I mean, he could do whatever he wanted. I um, wanted him to go for the record. Yeah. He could have thrown uh, seven touchdowns, maybe eight. Oh, I know. I mean, that's unlike a Bears defense, you know. Usually it's the Bears offense that's horrible, but that's just all around a terrible game by the Bears. Uh, it's good to see Montgomery get over 100 yards and receiving touchdown, but. David Mont- Mitch. Woo, Mitch. <laughs> Yeah, Dave Montgomery deserves better than Nagy. Yeah, I would say so too. Doesn't give him the ball. No, I don't. 
I just don't understand it. And, and it, I mean, he's like, well, we didn't run it enough uh, last year, and then this year, same damn thing. Obviously, injuries don't help, but uh, I mean, who's on the bigger hot seat right now, Anthony Lynn or Matt Nagy? I'd say Matt Nagy. Yeah. That window, like, how good that Bears defense is or should be, that window's shrinking. They don't have many more years or they're going to have to blow the whole team up to rebuild. Yeah, that's a sad thing. I mean, they've already lost uh, quite a few uh, key pieces to that defense, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Monday Night Football, the Seahawks beat Philadelphia 23-17. to uh, Seahawks do just enough to win. Uh Eagles, again, struggle. Wentz doesn't look good. Uh, he's getting pressured. He's not making good throws. Uh, and Eagles' schedule makes it an uphill battle to uh, get to that division title. Uh, what do you think about the Eagles? And should they possibly make a QB change? I would say so. I think Wentz, obviously, he's not playing well at all. I mean, I don't know if he's in his own head or what, but he does not look like the same wins. And, you know, I don't see it getting better either. And obviously there's offensive line injuries. That can't be helped. But Wentz is not helping at all either. He's making terrible throws. He's making terrible reads. Uh, He looks pressured in the pocket. Um, I don't know. Maybe Jalen... Jalen Hurts can give that spark. Uh, also, I don't like how Doug Peterson is um, not really getting Miles Sanders involved too, because he is the, he's the most uh, explosive athlete that they have on that offense. So, oh yeah, for sure, I don't understand that either. It's just it's hard to watch, really. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you got anything to add to uh, Monday night or Sunday night football? No, I see a lot of people are calling for Peterson. I think that's the wrong move. Where are you right now? What? What are you doing? Oh, I was just getting a drink. Oh, right on. Sounded like you were walking away from the phone. Oh, no, my bad. <laughs> All right, well, that will do it for Week 12 Recap. And you got anything to add, Rio? No, I don't think so. Another exciting week. Uh, get down to the wire now. Yeah, this is uh, where teams need to make their playoff push, and uh, good teams will either get exposed or they'll rise. Yep, be exciting. Yeah. Uh, Remember, if you enjoyed the episode, follow us on Twitter, Scoop Podcast, also on Instagram, Scoop underscore podcast, or Scoop underscore score. Um, We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Uh, Let your friends and family know. the only way we can grow is if people share. So uh, we appreciate all of, all of you that uh, do that for us. Uh, Reha, say goodbye to the people. Well, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, keep listening. Like Jacob said, share with friends, family, anyone you think might be interested in this. Because, you know, we really enjoy doing it. We'd like to reach a lot more people. Yeah, you are right on that one. We do enjoy doing it. Uh, So this is Rion Jacob signing off. See you next episode.